Welcome, welcome friends. It is Mike R. and Jill G. back with another episode of Switchbacks and Sandwiches on the Hashtag 59 Season 4 podcast. Uh, For those of you who have not tuned in, welcome. In this podcast, we talk about, you guessed it, switchbacks, meaning hiking trails. And sandwiches. Yes, And the reason we're doing this episode is we've currently been on the road for about eight months in the lower 48 of the United States doing uh, long-term Airbnbs, tent camping, and uh, we are picking areas, and when we live there, we go on all the switchbacks, and we eat sandwiches along the way. And so I think it's kind of fitting that this podcast we are doing while on the road. Don't worry, I'm not driving. I have all the audio. Uh, handled here, but we are literally driving through Nebraska right now out of the place that we're going to talk about today. How do you feel, Jill G? Feel pretty good. In control. In of, control. In control and driving, doing a great job while recording a podcast. Just a little conversation. Just a little conversation. So today's podcast we're going to talk about is the, we lived in Grand Junction, Colorado, which for those of you who have not heard of it, um, is about 90 minutes east of Moab, Utah, which is what our last podcast episode was on. Uh, Grand Junction, Colorado is home to dozens of different really neat hiking trails. Uh, I thought it was a pretty big surprise for us when we got there. Yeah, we had originally gone there specifically to learn to ski. There was a close um, ski resort, Powderhorn. Yep. I think yeah, we love that place. Uh, but then I think the extra hiking was kind of a, a fun surprise or a little bit of an add-on that we hadn't done a ton of research on before we got there. But of course, there was great trails. So maybe so. One thing to note: we did learn to ski. We can now go on bunny slopes or green slopes all the way. Green slopes all the way. Uh, but up in that area, Powderhorn, um, to get started with the hiking trails, Powderhorn Mountain is on the Grand Mesa, which is just a little bit out of Grand Junction. And the Grand Mesa is the largest flat top mountain in the world. It's located in the Grand Mesa National Forest. And in the summer, I guess, uh, where we skied, you can do uh, miles and miles of backcountry hiking. So, and mountain biking. I and think, mountain right? biking, yeah. It's actually, Powderhorn's actually open in the summer. Uh, they'll take, they'll put you on a lift even, a ski lift, to go to the top of the mountain, and then you can mountain bike around the top and or hike and go down. So that would actually be a pretty cool experience, I think. Yeah. But the switchback we're really going to get into today, in addition to the Grand Mesa, was uh, the Tage Boache Trailhead. They have a trail leaving Grand Junction, Colorado, that goes 70 miles to Montrose, Colorado. Which we could have included this, I guess, on, remember when we were talking about the backbone a few episodes back and those longer trails that you could kind of section hike? This would have been a good one. This would have been a good one. We didn't even know about it then, though. Didn't. So we went out on the lunch loop. Uh, I went went several times. Uh, They have um, mountain bike trails, mountain bike ramps, and also hiking trails. And you can just do right out of Grand Junction a few miles. But uh, we went yesterday, and it was a great uh, great trail, right, for being right in downtown Grand Junction? Yeah, it's literally like maybe a mile or two outside of kind of what is like a main street downtown area. And then, I mean, it was just beautiful. 
beautiful. Blue sky day, super nice weather. I mean, for it being winter, you know, we had on, I think, just sweatshirts. Didn't even have coats or anything. Yeah, no. it was super, super nice. And the lunch loop, we didn't actually do the whole lunch loop, but we went out for, you know, just a little bit of time, and it was a really nice area. With that, uh, lots of interesting rock formations, I think, in this area. And if you just go a couple miles further in, uh, past the Tagobuache driving, you land in the Colorado National Monument, which our friends Matt and Katie came and visited, and Matt thought, you know, a national monument is just a statue. And it's interesting, because it does sound like it would just be a monument, but a national monument is actually a designated, uh, a designation of protected public land right on the level below the national park. So. For instance, Pentacles National Park used to be Pentacles National Monument in California. Sure. So the Colorado National Monument's not, there is no monument. It's just a piece of land that you can go hiking, mountain biking, backpacking. And we hiked the crookedest road in the world there, the Serpent's Trail, which uh, I thought that's another great hike right there in the area. It was really good, and in fact, I'm sure you're going to get into kind of how it got its name, but it was really wide, right, like a really wide trail, um, easy to navigate, just just up and back. There was a, quite a bit of snow right at the top, mainly because I think it didn't get a lot of access to sunshine, because it wasn't as if it was that high. It was just, like, it wasn't as exposed, but really Which nice it, trail. It seemed like a lot of locals were um, doing the trail kind of as, like, a workout. Yeah. You said you saw some of the same people a couple and I ran into a guy actually who had through hiked the Appalachian Trail in 1980 on the trail because I was hiking with little Tony. That's the name for my backpack that I'm taking on the uh, two-week Appalachian Trail hike in a couple months. And he could tell that this was not a normal backpack that you would have on this trail. Uh, but this trail, the Serpent's Trail, got its name the crookedest road in the world when in 1920 when it was built it was literally the crookedest road in the world. It ran 25 switchbacks up through the Colorado National Monument as a road, but back then people didn't have fuel pumps in their cars. So most cars that tried to go up before the fuel pump was invented weren't able to make it to the top of this road and they would have to reverse all the way back into town rather than turn around and go back down the road. Yeah, it wasn't that they didn't have fuel pumps in their car. There wasn't fuel pumps, like how we go to a gas station, yes. right? Like, there wasn't a gas station at the top, and I'm sure cars probably at that time didn't hold as much gas. So they used the gravity of the mountain to just kind of go back down. And when I just said it was a super wide trail, it's a super wide trail to walk. It's, it would definitely not be a super wide trail to drive. drive. No. In fact, it'd be actually quite quite narrow for that but it was really really interesting to know that that's kind of how it got its designation and that what an incredible experience that would be I guess if you would have been trying to do that you know a hundred years ago it would have been wild uh it so that that trail I think gains about a thousand feet in two miles it's right at the western entrance of the Colorado National Monument which is that side where the Tagobuache is and the Serpent's Trail the Crooked Road not quite as scenic as the east side of the Colorado National Monument, but I think has better hiking trails. Um, the east side has Ute Canyon, which goes all the way into, I mean, I showed you a photo when I went there and you said, did you go to Zion or the Grand Canyon this afternoon? Oh yeah, it looks like a little bit of a canyonist kind of feel. Like it looked like the Grand Canyon a 
movement on a smaller level. Of and and it people. really, it really did. And you can hike to the bottom of that canyon. They also, the east side opens up and kind of looks like Matt described it as Monument Valley. And, and I agree with that. I mean, it, it has these huge buttresses of rock that come straight out of the uh, ground that rise over two, 300 feet in the air. And it, it is really a quite beautiful scenic drive. And there's some smaller trails. I would recommend the Autos Trail and Ute Canyon and even the Ute Canyon Nature Walk on the east side of the park. Feels like a lot of switchback talk. Yeah, let's... Jill G is ready. I'm ready to talk about the sandwich. Yes. So. This was our first purchased sandwich. Yep. So usually we're talking about making them. Sadly, usually we're making them out of leftovers. But this time we purchased a sandwich at Main Bagel. It's a wonderful bagel shop downtown in Korean Junction. Uh, I actually frequented the place very Yes, Jill often. was a soup. Jill learned the daily soups there. They had sure. daily soups, and it was one of the restaurants that was within walking distance to our place. So I went there quite frequently. Um, but, but we ended up getting, gosh, I wish. The Veggie Delight. That's not what it's called. That's what it tasted like. Oh. But it was like the, oh, man. I wish I could Google it right now. It had a really fun name. But regardless, it was delicious. It had Dijon mustard, which is always a winner. Yep. Artichokes, spinach. Cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese. Tomato. I don't know what even else. I should look, I should have looked Tomato at the Tomato and before. guacamole. Didn't have guacamole, mine had, wa- mine had guacamole on it and it also had red onions. I had, I had hold the onions. Yes, so Jill had to hold the onions. Mine was toasted, toasted rye bread, cheddar cheese, Dijon mustard, guacamole, Artichoke hearts. Those artichoke hearts, I thought, really did a nice job. You used to claim that they were a vegetable on the rise. They're now at the top. <laughs> there is nowhere else for the, art, the artichoke to rise because it is leading the charge. That They and beets. Beets are at the top of my list, but there were no beets on this, sadly. No. But I like beets in almost everything. So this, this establishment provided us these delicious sandwiches. You're gonna see some photos of them on our Instagram and Facebook page. Uh, they also came with beautiful, I mean, who doesn't like a long pickle spear with good. their sandwich? It was good. And ours were delicious. We also ate, as a side dish. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. It's like a local, Checks mix that somebody makes that I purchased also at the main bagel. Which that we was, still have a little bit yeah, in the car. Yeah, we've It was a huge bag full. So that was pretty nice. Uh, really, really made the sun. I think the sun shined brighter on the Tago Blache Trail because of... The sandwich? The sandwich. <laughs> and the nuts and bolts. It was grandma's nuts and bolts, too. And you it know, was. so they, they have the... Um, Yes, it was called Grandma's. I don't think it was. Oh, I think it is. It's something Jacobson's, but I don't know what the tagline said. Like something like spicy and smoky Chex Mix on steroids or yes, something. Yes, spicy and smoky Chex Mix on steroids. It had I'm Cheerios in it, it as well. but it was good, yeah. And pretzels. We felt strong on the trail because we had this <laughs> Chex Mix. 
Although we were using performance enhancing hiking drugs, apparently. We were not. But it was it was a really beautiful area. I think that uh, also the time of year that we were there, a lot of it, you know, up higher. You could see like on the Grand Mesa had a lot of snow on it. I mean it was just it was just beautiful. It really was. What I really liked about the area was winter in town in Grand Junction. We could hike the Tagobache, the Serpents Trail, um, Ute Canyon without like technical equipment. You could go cross country snowshoe though on the Grand Mesa and we skied in some deep snow. In you know, just probably under an hour drive. Yeah, you know, less maybe than an forty five minutes or something. So not very far away either. The other, uh, the other thing I might note, no, not a switchback, but still an outdoor adventure activity there, is the town of Fruta is located just about 15 miles west towards Moab, Utah. And there's a bike trail that runs along the Colorado River, paved bike trail that you could, I mean, you could run it or walk it, it would just take a long time. But I've cycled to Fruta, and that is, a, you're going along the Colorado River, that runs all the way down through the Grand Canyon, actually split the Grand Canyon. And it's a really beautiful, accessible drive, or ride, I mean. And when you get to Fruta, there's something you gotta do. Uh, this is this is not a sandwich, but it is another delightful part of our balanced diet. Yeah, pizza. Pizza. You gotta go to the hot tomato. The hot tomato was excellent. They also, we got a pizza from there one time, but you also went with friends and got pizza by the slice, which is a winner always. That's where I was thinking the grandma reference. Hot tomato has granny's pesto by the slice. And that is, we got, we got cheese slices and uh, granny's pesto slices after hiking in the national monument. So the hot tomato, bike to Fruta, get the hot tomato. Yeah, they've got cute breweries there too. They had a couple, um, at least one, and then you know two, I think, at least that yep. we had gone to. But it's a really nice area with lots to do. I mean, we've only kind of covered just a few things, but whether it be biking or hiking, skiing, depending on the time of year, there just seems to be an unlimited amount of outdoor activity there. Yes. So uh, visit Grand Junction. No, that's literally what they call themselves on Instagram. What? Visit Grand Junction. Oh yeah, do it. Yeah. I would also be remiss if we didn't give a little shout out and love to Anita and Greg at Yoga V Studio, which was our home away from home there. Uh, I got the honor of teaching at the studio. You got the honor of listening to my badass music playlist while I taught yoga there. They're doing a really good job of building a wonderful community in a really safe way, of course, because of the pandemic still. They're being really, really careful and it's it's a really nice place. Yeah. So uh, you get to switch back the Tagobache Trail. You can go as far as Montrose in 70 miles and come back or just do the lunch loop of three miles. You can hike and mountain bike the Grand Mesa, the largest flat top mountain in the world. You can learn to ski at Powderhorn. You can cycle along the Colorado River to Fruta. You can hike the crookedest road in the world and you have a plethora of other hiking trails in the Colorado National Monument and then you relax with a veggie delight sandwich, some of the strongest Chex Mix in the entire world. Yeah, you can go to Main Bagel. You go to, oh, we didn't even talk about Pablo's Pizza. That's a great place. 
lot of good pizza there. And I gotta give a shout out for Taco Party. Some of the best tacos we've had when we were there too. I know this is not all about food, but obviously we indulge. This is about hiking and food. <laughs> and then when your muscles are sore from all this hiking, skiing, and cycling, uh, you can hit a heated vinyasa yoga class and restore yourself at Yoga B. Gosh, Grand Junction snuck up on us, didn't it? It did. It was fun. So that's the switchback. That's the sandwich. We got to get, we're about to hit Lincoln, Nebraska, friends. So we got big things to do. When I say big things, we have to fill up the car with gas and continue driving. Uh, anything else you'd like to add for this episode, Jill G? I don't think so. We covered it. Okay. Friends, thanks so much for listening. Hope you like the switchbacks. Hope you like the sandwiches and in this episode, slices of pie. Uh, recommendations when you get to go to the Grand Junction, Colorado area. Stay tuned on our website, hashtag 59.com. We have a postcard club that you can join. We have new blogs, new podcast episodes, and upcoming trash cleanup events uh, in 2021. Stay safe, friends. Until next time, Mike and Jill G signing off because adventure feeds the soul. Peace out.